So hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast, this time with four people, uh, Nia's away being in Richard's uh, words, an action man wannabe. Um, yeah, that's what she does in her spare time. So this week we'll be talking about the US Grand Prix. Shall we get into it then with your one sentence race reviews, please? Uh, starting with Ben. Uh Verstappen one finger on the title. Richard? Can, can we just make every race a two-stopper? Alex, if you can hear us. Uh, Martin Brundle's grip walk was back. Full of, true. Full of great moments. <laughs> That's just him getting shoved out of the way. <laughs> Uh, oh, and for me, Merck messed up the strategy again because I think personally, I think they should have pitted first. The overcut has never been that good in the USA, but yet they tried it twice. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Question mark? Not in Formula One. <laughs> Not when the evidence points the other way. Exactly. Um, no, I mean, fair play from the Red Bull. I thought the second stop was early, though, to be honest, and that mm. worried me going to the end. So I thought maybe Merck could do what they were going to do, and it was going to work, where they, they kept Hamilton out a bit longer to have that that fresher life in the ties at the end of the race. So that he could, you know, basically just cruise past, but it just didn't work out that way. So, I mean, he was gaining and it was at a rate that left him at one point, it was going to be like six laps before the end of the race. He was going to catch up to him. Yeah. And it was kind of like, hmm, this could be fun. Um, and then he had the dirty air and just stalled. Yeah, it just stalled out just outside a DRS range. Mm-hmm. So... And that's what happened in the first stint as well. Mm. Mm. Um, But shall we talk about qualifying first? Because that does come before the race in in a Formula One weekend. Lol at Lance Stroll. Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Um, And it was a case of all of the engine penalties just fighting for who was not going to be last. And then we had... (laughs) Russell in last. And I, I did find it quite funny when during the grid rundown, Crofty's like, yeah, Russell's going to be the first driver going for um, the first driver since Pastor Maldonado to start 20th or below in a Williams and finish in the points. And I'm like, Crofty, he's just not finishing in the points, though, is he? Why did you say that? That was your prediction. You should have been egging him on at that point. Yeah, but not when he starts 20th. He's still in a Williams. Should have been all on board that hype train. He still drives a Williams. I do refer back to my point I said last week where anyone in a Williams or Haas is not going to come from the back of the field to score points. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, point proved. (laughs) Precisely. So... Although he did have a good um, opening stint. He made up, what, six places on lap one? Yeah. Yeah, that was from turn one. Mm. Man sent it and said, thank you very much. Yeah. Which is 
Which makes sense, to be fair, because when you're on the left-hand side of the grid, you're, you've got a better line. Yeah, you're on the inside. Yeah. Seems kind of counterintuitive, really, doesn't it? Yeah. There are a couple of things that seem kind of counterintuitive this weekend, one of which was pointed out by Jensen Button, that Valtteri has taken yet another internal combustion engine, but because he's already taken a penalty for taking extra combustion engines, he now gets a lesser penalty for taking even more combustion engines. So the first extra, so you're allowed three, and if you take a fourth, you get a 10 place grid penalty. And then if you take a fifth, you only get a five place grid penalty. I did notice that when I was reading the document. And I was, I, I found that a bit odd. I must agree with Jensen. I feel like it should be the other way around. Yeah. Because you're supposed to stick to three. And then if you go one over, that's not terrible. But then if you go two over, that, well, you've almost doubled the amount of engines you're supposed to use. So surely that should be a bigger slap on the wrist. Yeah. But, yeah. I guess it's one very rule. rare that yeah. anyone ever makes it to five. I couldn't tell you the last time that happened. Probably one of the earlier... Uh, Danny Rick Honda Red Bull mm, possibly because his know. engines kept blowing up I don't know why they gave Bottas the fifth though like they literally just took a fourth <laughs> maybe there was a problem with one of them I just remember seeing the tweet being like update Valtteri will take a fifth internal combustion engine sorry what yeah really interesting on that um For Valtteri he didn't really make any progress did he no but then you saw when lewis got within a second and a half of max he stalled out didn't there, make any so, progress yeah you know it, it's i think that merck just wasn't set up to follow it, it's not been set up to follow no. for the last few years but the thing is max and lewis were going at such a faster rate that allowed them to go faster because you look at the end results and those two are like 40 seconds clear of the rest of the field and it's they're they're in a different category basically. Yeah, forty gap from Verstappen to Sergio forty two point two. Uh, it just doesn't matter who you put in the second car of either team; mm. those two are still on a completely different level. Yeah, and I mean it's all well and good saying, "Oh yeah, Bottas is the great number two, and he does such a good wingman job." And it's like, well. When you're up against the likes of Hamilton and Verstappen, who can casually cruise out in the front, then, yeah, that's all you're ever going to be. Exactly. Do you know what I've not seen recently on F1 Twitter, though? Any, it's just the car tweets. Yeah. But to be honest, that's kind of gone for both of them, really. So, no, I, I still see that when, when Lewis wins it, to uh, be fair. I mean, it's, no, but like, if you look at look at the last few races, it's been yeah. Close. The last couple of races, it's been close, yeah. And that's been so much better. Like, I know there wasn't okay, barring lap one, turn one, where there was an on track overtake for the lead. There weren't everything else was pit stop strategy, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a good race. Yeah, just because there just weren't on track passes, it was still tense. And it still had that element of, 
uh, it was it, it was captivating in in that sense because you didn't know what was going to happen. It's not like oh, uh, Lewis has just cruised past Max and adios, mm. see you at the checkered flag. It was because that's generally what happens in a one stop, and um, <laughs> and there goes Alex Ripperonis. Um, but yeah, in a one stop, it's basically oh, you've come out ahead after the the stop, and well, jobs are good and yep. Barring I mean, some extra event that happens after that, but a two-stop race just adds that extra intrigue. So yeah, can we talk about lap one, turn one? Sure. Could um, everyone in the lead up to the race? I think even as they were lining up on the grid, uh, I, I think it was Paul Deresta was like, "Yeah, I spoke to Max, and he said he, I'm not really caring about Lewis. The first time uh, I'll look left is." when I reached the apex of turn one and then the lights went out. And he didn't get a good start. Could he have looked any more left? Well, he hadn't pointed his car left. That's the thing. Normally, yeah. I thought normally we were Max getting a Singapore to chop him off. But... Yeah. I thought we were getting a Singapore 2017. Well, that requires sandwich. <laughs> in terms of the the pole position just goes hello second yeah and chops across but like i mean yeah it's understandable but it's basically because he didn't get as good a start as lewis did mm. so it's it's one of those things where max had plans to just keep it on the outside and sail around but had to very quickly adjust those plans when he realised he did not get the launch he was uh, anticipating. <laughs> so. Oh, Alex is back. Hooray. <laughs> Welcome back, Alex. For now. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, I do also want to cover off sort of lap one turn two-ish. But mm. if, if third place was anyone other than Sheko, there Max would have been a collision. Not, Max would not be in second place. Yeah. There either not, would have been so, a yeah. collision or um, I don't know. I feel Max, they would just have been overtaken. I feel like Max would have had to have, would have lost out in that situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would have 100% lost second. So, yeah. Sheko doing the team game there. Yeah, Sheko was just after you. <laughs> Chico's uh, imagining Helmut Marco, the lighter yeah. held under his contract. <laughs> Should you let him through, or this goes? Um, but, I mean, to be have fair... They, have they confirmed Chico for 22? The whole yeah. grid's confirmed yeah. now, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's apart all done. From, apart from one Alfa Romeo seat, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> then again, this is Red Bull. <laughs> True. Um, but, like, the whole the whole battle at the front was a complete inverse of what we're used to in a way, because we had two Red Bulls, one, one Merc instead of two Mercs, one Red Bull. Mm. And it showed that Red Bull have the strategic know-how to force Mercedes hands. I mean, even Max has that ability and he was, he was driving around the track um so yeah i think from a red bull point of view they've had a pretty damn good weekend um what's the gap in the constructors down to now 
23 points, I think. Yeah, it's still quite significant, but... Yeah, but it's shrinking. Mm. Yeah, it's coming down. So, unlike the Drivers' Championship gap. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, no one point or fewer for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Alex heard that one. He just looks uh, confused. Yeah, I, 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 Sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There, oh, there okay. so yeah, it's it's good to see a, st- a strategic race that wasn't dull because we've <laughs> had strategic races. You have a strategic race like Monaco, and it's like, well, yeah, that's strategy on when when you pit, are you going to be in a nice pocket of space to push fast, or have you just pit yourself into traffic? Whereas this yeah. was. Well, I mean, I suppose this is because Monaco was only a one-stop anyway. So yeah. this being a two-stop, it just opens up so many avenues. And Monaco was a one-stopper and a one-overtaker. Yes, and we didn't see it. Um, <laughs> but it's, I think, I don't want to, like, change the rules to try and force entertainment into the sport, but I feel like a tweak to the tyre rules would potentially do such a thing just change it from you have to use two compounds to you have to use them all yes yeah exactly if you have to use all three compounds that means every race at base minimum is going to be a it's tough stop possibly even a three stop yeah it depends on it'll, it'll then depend on what people think is faster do you go soft hard, medium hard soft medium, medium hard. soft hard yeah yeah or even if it's not use all three compounds it's use three sets of tires yeah because then you can do soft medium soft soft hard soft medium medium hard whatever bring back the rainbow give the teams (laughs) all the tires and say you have to use three go I mean, I'm I'm down for that to be honest. That would be an amazing strategy race. Just got a, a Hass at the back on hypersofts, overtaking <laughs> Lewis on a set of superhards. Yeah, <laughs> but then Mazepin has to pit every lap because he doesn't know how to control his tires. So, yeah, it it, it, it would be interesting, but I feel like there'd be some uh, safety questions raised. <laughs> with Pirelli having to announce how many laps they think each tie is going to be doing and suddenly from like a paragraph to an essay. Yeah, just the graphic at the start taking up the whole screen. <laughs> a projected pit stop. <laughs> Which one would you like? There's just a normal one stop and then there's like a 10 stopper. <laughs> hypes off, hypes off, hypes off. <laughs> and then it rains. Oh God. But I feel like that would be a way to add a little bit of um, yeah intrigue to it because I love a good two stopper. There's some circuits that can pull off a one stop. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and there's some circuits that really suit a two stop, like the US. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's the kind of thing that happened, and then there's Monaco. It's it's circuits where the the pit delta is too big, isn't it? Mm. You think of Silverstone. Silverstone being the biggest example of the easiest example of that because of the ridiculously long speed limit on the pit lane. Mm. Just you lose so much time going into the pits that nobody wants to make a second stop. Yeah. So 
I guess, yeah, the only way you can, if you force it, you know, adding the extra rule, but it would <laughs> completely upend the strategy aspect of things, mm. which might be fun. But then again, we're getting a whole completely new set of rules next year. So we'll yeah, exactly. So let's, how it let's goes. see what we get next year first. So, I mean, I still think, because let's be honest, they've, as much as they change the wheels to bigger rims and and all that sort of stuff. They're still going to have the five compounds, aren't they? Yeah. So I still... They're, they're not bringing back the rainbow as far as I'm aware. Sad noises. Yeah, sad tire noises. <laughs> Sorry, Alec, Alec said he's uh, given up with the internet. So um, That's fair enough. He's, Thanks he's, very much for joining us, Alex. He's spamming me in Discord with all of his thoughts. <laughs> they're just brilliant. Uh, right, so... Max what his Lewis. thoughts are on a mandatory two-stop. Max and Lewis are miles clear of the rest of the grid. Uh, Max has one hand on the title given the tracks coming up, and that was a champion's drive, he said. Uh, the Merc is awful in dirty air, and they shouldn't have changed their setup from Friday. Now, see, I yeah. don't know about that, because like, I as much as they were, they were like Didn't they finish FP1 like a second clear? Yeah, but I feel like everyone else had their engines turned down more than the Mercs did. Hmm. Or they just had a good setup and then went, ha, yeah. no. So, yeah. Um, and that, that very, very clever system they've got where the whole car squats, that's, that's mm. incredibly neat because it doesn't do it round corners because I think, imagine going into somewhere like Puon, <laughs> That'd be a disaster. Yeah. Um, but because it it's only if the load is equally distributed over the car that it squats down. As soon as you add any sort of lateral load, it'll pop back up again. But then it works worse in DRS because it hasn't got the same load on the rear wing. So Mercedes once again designing their cars to drive at the front. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, as in just bring back. <laughs> as ingenious and innovative as it is, it's. I feel like it's again a sign of their overconfidence in their car and their drivers to mm. be at the front with dead fast consistency. One of their drivers is always at the front. Yeah, but I mean, he's not <laughs> not necessarily the very front because sometimes yeah. he has max in front of him now so until next year i wouldn't count out adrian newey george russell <laughs> i mean yeah this is know, true george I is think... gonna come and barnstorm everyone <laughs> i genuinely have the feeling that red bull have put too much into this year to be able to properly capitalize on next year i don't know i feel i feel like they're it's all smoke and mirrors you know because know, wasn't everyone like, how much don't Christian... count out Adrian Newey in 2014 and then yeah. Mercedes wins yeah. all the championships? Yeah, I don't know. But still, I feel, I feel, because we know how much Christian loves to put on a show. Hmm. So the, the whole smoke and mirrors of development and this season and next season and what's going on and are they bringing upgrade packages and that I feel like they're just sort of hiding away the fact that they've done a lot and they're pretty confident in their car so yeah 
but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I can't wait for the car reveals. Oh yeah, the cars are going to look good. Valentine's Day is usually a good one. Mm. I think it was McLaren last year, wasn't it? Or was it this year? Yeah, and then in Alpha do one. Yeah, yeah they're all like that. they're all like on that week. <laughs> so, but uh, let's see what else has he got. Um, Merck missed their chances at the races; they were faster because something always seemed to go wrong. Fair. Uh, Ferrari are looking good for third again. Sad McLaren noises. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> Um, but to be honest, I think they've done quite, uh, McLaren have done quite well because they've sort of, it was damage limitation really. Yeah. Because while Charles finished fourth, Danny finished P5 and then Carlos finished seventh, but Lando finished P8. So yeah, from what Lando said after the race and that, it sounded like he didn't have like a super weekend this weekend. Yeah. Not ideal, but tis what is. So um not much you can do except the best you can in the package so sometimes it goes your way sometimes it doesn't and uh it definitely didn't for ghastly (laughs) so um alex also said he hopes that perez is as strong in mexico because the crowd will be incredible I mean, the crowd's always incredible in Mexico and anyway, but now that Checo's in a front-running car, oh my god! This is car lift up as he wins the Grand Prix. <laughs> Imagine Checo gets pole <laughs> at Mexico. Oof, that would be <laughs> absolute scenes. Okay, um, it's James. Let's <laughs> <left for something laughs> through. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, it was. I'm just trying to like remember what happened in the midfield because it was sort of all over the place, really, wasn't it? It was it was very much McLaren v Ferrari. Yeah, and then you sort of was. get anywhere beyond anywhere further back than that, and it's all just a mad. It was Alonso and Kimi. They had a good little mm. battle. <laughs> a combined age of eighty-two. Um, Alonso and Giovinazzi as well. Yeah. And then, and then the Alpine Fern, team radio. Fernando, give, Fernando, give the place back. No. <laughs> um, All the Gio time, I will take it a space. Gio literally does the exact same thing on the next lap. Gio, give the place back. <laughs> so does someone just want to be 11th? So, but yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty much comedy gold for that, but... Mm. Oh, just Michael, can you overtake on the outside? No. no. So, so you can? No. But Kimmy just did it. But you no, can't do it's it. It's not okay. But, but Kimmy did it. So is that okay? No. But you look at it and Alonso's literally just shoved him off the track. And it's like, yeah. What happened to you all the time? You will have to leave it a space. It's like the greatest house dive bomb in the world. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, I'm not making it. So, you know what? Neither is he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but at least, you know, he, he did his dive bomb in a sensible way and didn't take anyone out of the race. <laughs> Singapore, Daniel Kvyat. <laughs> um, what else has Alex said? Uh, 
Mazepin is an egg. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal is the tallest man on the planet. <laughs> he was still taller than Max, and he was on the step of the podium, wasn't he? No, it was yeah. Lewis. He was taller. Oh, than. okay. In <laughs> fairness to to Mazepin for this one race. He had a problem with his headrest, and that's why he had to make an early second stop to drop so far behind. But it's still funny. Oh, well. <laughs> it sucks to be him. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still very funny. Um, and lastly from Alex, Brundle's grid walk was the highlight of the weekend. Uh, getting... Game set and match by the Venus Williams, uh, the Venus Williams, the Venus and Serena Williams combo. Yeah, and then there's Megan Megan, <laughs> The biggest bodyguard I have ever seen in my life. Oh my God. Man, you can't do that. I can't. I just, I just did. Did. <laughs> It's kind of like, I'm sure you've probably had to like agree to some waiver or something that says there are film crews here. They might ask you some questions. Mm. Yes, you're on a Formula One grid. You will likely be asked about Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least Roy McIlroy was good enough to stop and chat. Mm. So, and it, it was, was good to have a nice sense of normality around the Formula One weekend, though. It, it was weird to think how much I'd missed the chaos of a grid walk. Yeah. Like, oh, it's been so long, but there's been so many great moments on grid walks <laughs> from, I think it was, I want to say it was 2006, Brazil, Kimmy. <laughs> you missed the presentation from Pele. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's just comedy gold at its best. It's because it's so chaotic. Yeah. You never get the same grip walk twice. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see how many people go to these things. Mm. And I mean, I know some of the celebs are invited by teams and whatnot, and it's whoop-de-doo and why isn't it me? Yeah, so it's, I think it's very hard to get one of those purple lanyards that yeah. give you access to the grid. FIA, hit us up. <laughs> Jean Todd, you know what to do, my man. <laughs> One of these days, I'll mention him in an episode and he'll actually comment. Yeah. One of these days. He's probably not allowed to comment on it under like some <laughs> impartiality clause. So. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to the day when Ted Kravitz gets back into the pet lane and not on the roof. Yeah, should be good. Should be soon. Although. Don't get me wrong, I loved testing when he's sitting in the grandstand with his telescope. <laughs> mm, that's a different specification front wing. I can tell this from all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just saying, because it wasn't... Karun was closer to the pit lane this time, wasn't he? Because he was giving updates on pit stops and whatnot. Yeah, I think they're allowed on the roof still. I don't know if they're allowed in the pit lane. Maybe they're not allowed like all the way in, but there's like a specific part that's like mm. you can stand just there. <laughs> Here. <laughs> that's that's all you're getting. 
So, but no, I mean, it was it was nice to see a huge numbers of fans. Mm, Four hundred thousand. Yeah, uh, that's the weekend total. It was what hundred yeah. hundred eighty thousand, I think, for the race. Something like one hundred sixty, hundred eighty, something like that. Um, but no, it's good to see. I mean, especially seeing as. Liberty Media have taken over Formula One and that, so obviously they're trying to push it to an American audience as well. As is evident by the second American race next year. But at least, you know, there is a desire for it. Yeah. It's not like... And they weren't rioting and chanting, we want refunds. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, it's not like, you know, we're adding another (coughs) Middle Eastern race where it never sells out. On five trip to Qatar, mate. Discount, yeah, boy. I still think we. I think we could actually do a trip to Austria next year because that is cheap. Probably could. It's possible. Keep an eye out on our social media, and we'll let you know if we're going to a race. And I also want to get us to do a WTF one karting event as a team. Yeah, that'd be fun. Obviously, now that now that we're best pals with Matt, I mean, exactly. (laughs) We gotta take him out. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely spear him did you see Fernando that did you, see, did you mm. see the live karting event because Matt almost got wiped out in an absolutely outrageous dive bomb anyway uh, oh, this oh. is not a promotional segment of course not we're just making up for the fact that we had him on last week yeah exactly and only mentioned links in the last 30 seconds <laughs> But um, I think a race trip would be would be very good. Austria or Silverstone. Austria's cheaper than Silverstone. That's very true. Paddock Pass. <laughs> Paddock Passes. I, I can't afford that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but we don't yeah, get back to the United. Back to the United States. Has seeing that amount of fans show up to the race in Austin made you more excited for the Miami Grand Prix? I wouldn't say it's made me more excited for it, but I would say it's given me hope that it's not going to be a flop. Mm. Because, I mean, it's always the worry when you go to a a new circuit, isn't it? It's like, is it actually going to be any good at overtaking? But I feel like the crowd can play a big part in that. Because mm-hmm. you go to places like Monza, Silverstone, the, you know the the big classic tracks that everyone wants to go to, that have the really passionate fan bases, mm-hmm. and the drivers that they're behind just seem to go to another level. Yeah, and I mean you get it in other sports like home team advantage and whatnot, mm. but. The the amount of people at Kota was great to see, and it was it wasn't like there was one specific driver that had the most because there yeah. was whenever there was an overtake or whatever, like there were cheers for Lewis getting into the lead, and there were cheers for Max getting back into the lead. It wasn't like it wasn't like it would be in Silverstone or Zandvoort where it is quite clearly a bias one way or the other. Zanvor, sorry, I think you mean the Church of Max Verstappen? The Temple of Orange, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's good to see. And I feel like that's good for the 
good for the sport in a way because when you're listening to the broadcast and there's cheers either way rather than just for one person it's yeah better <laughs> so no I, I would agree no I um still, i still think two stops would be the way forward yeah definitely agree so. Prediction scores, please, Richard. It's that time of the that time of the episode. Oh, um, Chris, you didn't come last this week. Yes, Con- congratulations. Uh, however, you are still in last. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in in the overall standings. Um, yeah, but the gap closed. The gap closed. Uh wait, who was second last last time out? Uh no it didn't. Oh. <laughs> Cause the winner this week was Nia, who got seven points. Cause she said Verstappen would get pole, Verstappen would come in first, and Hamilton would come in second. But she said Ricardo would finish third. He did not. Did not. Uh Chris, your three points came from Perez finishing third. Uh, I was oh, right. That should be pair. four points. That should be four points. I did beg your pardon, because you that also point. have Hamilton on the podium. Yeah, um, so but no Bottas. One step closer. Um, then everyone else. Oh no, uh, Sonia got five points for Verstappen pole, Verstappen P one, and Hamilton on the podium. Mm-hmm. Which means my lead has shrunk because everyone else got two points for putting Hamilton and Verstappen the wrong way around. Bold predictions. Uh, Alex, uh, the championship gap would be less than one point. It is not. No, it's 12. Nope. Uh, Ben, you said Seb would finish in the top eight. He did not. Uh, Chris, you said Williams would be in the points. They were not. They were not. Uh, Nia said that Carlos Sainz would finish seventh and Charles Leclerc would finish 11th. Carlos held good on his promise. Charles exceeded expectations somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've given a half for that. Fair enough. Was fair. Uh, I said there'd be a change for third in the constructors, and there wasn't. Uh, Sophie said George would get through into Q3. He did not. And uh, Matt, Matt's prediction that we're not entirely sure on uh we'll just give you half a point matt thanks <laughs> thanks for coming on yeah um because a, a car did break and i feel like that's good enough for me cool um Mazepin and bingo. then Mazepin bingo oh yeah so he got lapped on lap 20 because they helpfully announced it on the broadcast they did so, yeah they were like, so um, was... the first blue flags have been shown i'm I was like, that's a bit of time. <laughs> I quickly ran over to my phone to take a look at what lap we were on. Um, and he finished two laps down in the end. Uh, so Chris, with two and a half points, because you got the closest lap, you win this time. Uh, me and Alex yes. both got two. Uh, ben, Nia, and Sophie all got one because he finished. And Matt did not score. <laughs> so <I was> F. <laughs> <laughs> So, to pay respects yeah but next time out we will be previewing the mexican grand prix so we will get your predictions in uh, ahead of that uh, indeed for your chance to feature on next week's episode so 
who knows? We might even invite you on if you get in early enough. If you've got enough of a social media presence to boost up. Yeah. <laughs> if you are Matt Gallagher. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, I think that wraps up this week's episode. Yeah. Quick one, but we'll talk about W Series and things next week. Yeah. Um, when we're all not working over the race weekend and the races aren't at obscene times at the night. Is this how it feels to be Australian? <laughs> well, don't they have it? Yeah, because no, 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 because California's early. Oh, yeah. Mm. When it's European, California's at like 6 a.m. Yeah. So that's, this must be what it's like being an Australian Formula One fan. Shudder. Yeah, and we need to hard. do it twice next year. Well, three Ooh. times. We've got Canada as well. Oh, <laughs> a whole day of waiting. I know. That's yeah, what I remember weird. seeing everyone on Twitter. Yeah. It was like eight o'clock at night, and the it's it's Saturday. And we haven't had qualifying yet. And this time, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Well, the race next time out is seven till nine. That's well, it's a bit earlier. Slightly. Qualifying, there has been a small improvement. Qualifying is eight till nine. So. I wonder if Max will just admit to speeding under yellow flags again. <laughs> That'd be fun. Uh, I wonder if Valti will re reshape the tech pro barrier again. Yeah, yeah I'll have to take his seventh engine. <laughs> <laughs> And so he has to take two engines at the next race. No, he has to take a two-place grid penalty. Yeah. Because that's how it works, right? 0.5 penalty points. <laughs> no, no, you don't get penalty points for engine penalties. That's not your fault. That's the team's fault. If you crashed and destroyed an engine, it kind of is your fault. Mm. Unless you get crashed into. Uh, Bottas yeah. bowling. Yeah. Bottas got penalty points for a Bottas boy. Yeah, but he also didn't help his engine out that much, did he? True. So, well, his engine, I think, was okay because he went head on. This is true. It was just everyone else's engine. Everyone else's engine, not so much. Bottas. <laughs> Bottas's engine was good. So was Lance Stroll's when he did a bit of bowling too. <laughs> the, the protege. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Yeah, so Mexico uh, preview and W Series season review. Yes. Next time out, because the season has finished. I get to moan about W Series graphics again, because they're still purple. It's always going to be purple, Chris. Make them black. <laughs> Every other series handles black. <laughs> Got to be different. I know. I think the Freca season review is due soon as well. I think their season finale is this weekend. Uh, I honestly can't remember the last time I caught a Freca race live. <laughs> yeah, I can actually tell you the last time I watched one, <laughs> to be honest. Fair enough. I think I gave up after Zandvoort. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did well to get that far. I think the last one I saw live was Monaco. Mm. <laughs> and that's because it was a Formula One weekend. Yep. Uh, right but yes that wraps up this week's episode thank you all very much for watching and we will see you next week ta -ra. bye